Hi everybody, I'm Dr. Gavin Scriven. People call me Dr. Gav and with me is the founder of the non-surgical penis augmentation procedure uh, we call Caliber, Dr. Jason Oates. Thanks Dr. Gav and together we are the Dick Doctors and we are going to be talking about all things penis. Uh, our area of expertise is um, injectable penis augmentation. There's a, a lot to talk about um, penises and uh, together myself and uh, Dr. Gavin will be doing that. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Dr. Gavin Scriven, and I'm here with my esteemed colleague, Dr. Jason Oates. Uh, welcome to The Penis Show, and we are the Dick Doctors. G'day, Jace, how are you going? Hi, Dr. Gav. Yeah, good to be able to speak with you again. Yeah, fantastic. How's everything going in, at your end of the world in Western Australia? Well, um, as you, you know, and this will put a date stamp on it, um, We've just had one week of lockdown, but it looks like we're getting out of it today. Uh, so um, back to WA normal, which is uh, uh, sort of not really that much effect from, uh, from COVID. And um, actually oh. maybe that should lead into our, our first topic, which is something that uh, has sort of come up recently is the reaction of um, hyaluronic acid fillers uh, in people who have had the COVID vaccine. Uh, and I think you've heard about this as well. I have. Um, and I guess uh, if you've been under a rock in the cosmetic industry, you <laughs> you may not have heard about this, but it's pretty, it's all over the media and all over the news. And obviously people are concerned about um, this because the, you know a lot of people have dermal filler or have had dermal filler in the last couple of years. Um, uh, so yeah, I think it's a very good topic to talk about. Um, and um, really important to talk about the interactions with the COVID vaccine and how important that vaccine is to all of us to get back to normal life. Um, so, yeah, what have you heard, Jace? Um, what what should we be telling our clients? Yeah, well, it's certainly uh, interesting. Um, when the Moderna vaccine went through the uh, the FDA, the Food and Drug Authority in the USA, mm. um, they reported lots of uh, complications and. Uh, two of the complications that were reported were people who had facial swelling, who had previously had um, fillers in their, in their face, the hyaluronic acid style fillers. Um, and one of them, I think, was six months earlier and one of them was two years earlier. And um, uh, within a few weeks after having the uh, injections, they got quite significant swelling. And then they had a follow-up sort of one for somebody who had fillers done two weeks after having their vaccine, and then um, then developed the um, the swelling within a few days, um, mm. so that sort of caught the interest in the media, and certainly it's uh, caught the uh, uh, the interest in the uh, in the industry. Mm. Yeah, from from what I understand, though, um, it's happened only with the Moderna vaccine and not the Pfizer vaccine. Well, there you go. New breaking information. Uh, this hasn't hit medical journals yet, but there is a, um, a European um, forum and a, a doctor in Palestine has posted that he's now seen eight cases um, coming from okay. Palestine and Israel. Now, Israel has um, been far ahead of vaccinating their population Mm. Um, than pretty much anywhere else in the world as far as the percentages uh, go. Mm. Uh, and they are using the Pfizer vaccine there. Now, right. none of this, um, 
I don't believe has been officially reported, but this one doctor has, um, has now commented on uh, eight cases. Uh, I've seen photos of the first two and they have fairly significant um, swelling uh, of the, of the, the lips, the, the, the face. Um, and then they went on to, to treat them with um, essentially using oral steroids. And over a three-day course, they pretty quickly settled down. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's good news. So, uh, and again, <clears throat> we, we're talking um, thousands, <clears throat> thousands of vaccinations with only a few cases of this um, type of reaction. Um, and, and also, we, we do know that with vaccines, <clears throat> facial swelling can occur after, as a side effect after having a vaccine in general. Um, so whether or not this is actually the, the filler that has caused this interaction or whether or not that person would develop swelling anyway, um, uh, it, I guess it still remains to be, you know, studied further. Yeah. Well, we've seen it after people get uh, what seem to be unrelated infections like chest infections, pneumonia, and then have had a reaction with their, uh, with their filler. So it's not entirely um, unexpected. Mm. Um, but this filler, sorry, this vaccine hasn't had <clears throat> the, uh, the amount of trialing that um, previous vaccines have, obviously, and for, for obvious reasons. Mm. Um, and I imagine in the end that these vaccines will end up being the most studied vaccines of all time because they're going to be watching this into the future and the numbers that they will, um, will achieve, uh, it's going to be fairly staggering. Uh, and I think sure. we'll see more um, reports of it. And of course, the advice that is then coming out um, of, the, uh, of the learned bodies, the, the American uh, Dermatological Society has come out with a, a report and their advice is that um, uh, if you've had fillers, that that should not um, stop you having uh, the vaccine uh, and that the vaccine uh, is more important. These um, uh, issues with, uh, with swelling have been manageable with uh, medical treatment. Um, you know, they were fairly dramatic in the ones that I, that I saw. Um, uh, but... Certainly, if I was in the USA, UK, Europe, where you know this is you know such a, a raging problem, uh, I certainly would not be hesitating in having the vaccine. Yeah, and as you said, that's the advice that's been given: is that it should not deter you from getting um, from getting the COVID vaccine. Um, these complications have been still quite rare. I mean, again, we're talking a few cases among uh, thousands of people um, getting the COVID vaccine. Um, and, and for those ca few cases where the swelling does occur, it has settled down uh, quickly within a couple of days um, uh, with oral steroids and antihistamines. Um, so there hasn't been any long-lasting um, negative side effects or adverse outcomes for these, these patients, I believe. No. And of course, in preparing <clears throat> for this podcast, um, you know, people say, uh, what, their penis is going to swell up and get bigger? Um, not as though guys are going to be complaining about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I have to then explain to people that you know guys don't come to us for a, a, a swollen penis. You know they mm. want a, a bigger penis that just looks yeah. looks normal. Normal. Yeah. So, um, so certainly now that we're starting to roll out the the vaccines, um, I would uh, recommend to our patients 
I have no hesitation in getting the vaccine. But if you had any issues, then certainly get directly in contact with us and we mm -hmm. um, uh, help you get the, uh, the, the medication so that it can resolve uh, quickly. Uh, that you could certainly get the same done by, um, by your GP, but it's not something uh, to stop you getting the vaccine. Yeah, and I think that's really the message we're probably trying to ram home here uh, is take the advice from the um, learned health bodies, as you said, um, and um, speak to your GP, speak to us if you have any concerns um, uh, about the vaccine and, um, and just be aware, be aware of this and just uh, look out for any side effects. And if there are any issues, you have people to call and, and people to help you. We're here to help. Although this did bring something up um, because as you know, my initial surgical training was in ear, nose and throat surgery. And mm -hmm. many years ago, 20 years ago, I used to run um, the voice clinic at Royal Perth Hospital. And we would see people occasionally with vocal cord palsies. And you know, it could be from cancers or strokes or various things where one vocal cord wouldn't work as, as well. And a way of improving that person's uh, voice was to inject something into the vocal cords. Now, because I had my experience with, um, with hyaluronic acid fillers, mm -hmm. I think I might've been one of the first people in the world to start injecting into the voice box with hyaluronic acid filler. And you could push that vocal cord, the paralyzed one, more towards the mobile vocal cord, and you could make a significant improvement uh, with their um, with their voice. Um, and then I don't run a voice clinic anymore, but it certainly came to mind that if you got this kind of swelling in your voice box, that's going to be an issue. That's that's um, quite dangerous. That would be be dangerous, and it's a um, it's a, a sporadic event. You don't know who's going to get it. Mm. Uh, some of these people who are having um, uh, this kind of treatment of injection into the into the voice box are people who are medically compromised and the kind of people that you want to have the vaccine. And I was just thinking, and yesterday I started contacting uh, ENT surgeons here who now run voice clinics and saying, do you know about this? Uh, and they mm. didn't. And so I've pointed them to the... Um, to the literature that you know we're um, familiar with because it's it's our area, and then I went back to the original forum where they were reporting these um, Pfizer um, issues uh, in Israel and Palestine, and saying, "Look, everybody on this forum needs to go to their local um, ENT surgeons and get it reported nationally, because you know this." You know, it, it's going to be a critical event. If it happens uh, to you, it's, it's no good that the swelling's going to mm. go down in three days with steroids. Um, you, know, you can only hold your breath for a couple of minutes. Mm. Um, and this actually then could be a contraindication to having the, um, the, the COVID vaccine. Um, and so hopefully this message is going to be getting through um, uh, to the people in this uh, area because it's not a common treatment and it's not something that's perhaps widely known outside of um, ear, nose and throat surgery. That's very um, vital. Yeah. People need to know about it and they need to be on a register and I, I believe need to be closely monitored. That, that's really important. But for our, our patients, uh, in terms of dermal filler in the penis, um, you know, just be aware of this interaction, but don't let it stop you. Get the COVID vaccine. 
uh, it's quite rare these side effects and they can be treated um, but in the case that Chase is just speaking about with the um, vocal cord injection that's obviously a very different scenario they need to uh, I think yeah as you said need to be registered and then closely monitored um, all right well um, that that's yeah. it for our short I think a short penis podcast today uh, around that COVID vaccine if anyone has any questions or further concerns feel free to um, comment or um, get in contact with us here in Sydney or in Perth uh, with Dr. Jace Notes uh, and we can try our best to answer your questions or point you in the right direction. Great. Good talking to you again, uh, Dr. Gavin. I look forward to talking. And again, you just dropped out there, Jace. Sorry. You... That was me signing off. <laughs> you signing off. Okay. <laughs> Great talking to you, Jace. me signing off. Okay. Um, great to talk to you. We are the Dick Doctors. Uh, um, and Bye. don't forget, guys, confidence changes everything.